Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your host Sunday morning, 9 to 10. How good of an intro is that when that guy starts hitting those strings? I know. Boy. Woo. I know. Or, or woman. I mean, we that was not good. Uh, male or female hitting the strings. That was awesome, TJ. Thank you for that on the Sunday morning. I needed that. I don't need Patrick. I'm going to let you keep going. <laughs> keep going. What's Patrick got all, to say? All I heard was he needed Patrick. Patrick so and I, I have been a little would, spatty this morning. I figured I would, I would bring into the conversation here. We've been a little spatty. We've nah, been. man. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great. Had a little uh, had a little Neil Reed in our lives today. Yeah, had breakfast with Neil Reed of the parking shop. Done two radio shows together with Neil. Yeah, it's fun walking. He that just job keeps site pulling. He just keeps pulling out more I stories. Know. He pull, and he pulls out a, a photo album from the, the the famous Siamese twins that worked it's at crazy. the store, which was cool. And it's real fun to walk to walk that site with him as it's starting to come together. Because he, you know, he'll stop somewhere and you see the wheels turning, and he was like, "Huh?" He goes, "There was a telephone right there. I used to pull up with it, pull up to the telephone on my forklift to answer truck drivers' calls when they were here for deliveries." I'm like, okay. Mm. Keep walking. We walk around the side where the the garage door for for one of our tenants that's that's going to take the space. Um, he goes, huh? That's where the trucks used to back in. I mean, just it's really neat just to kind of watch him go through memory lane um, and then what's become and how it's it's transpiring and what it's turning into. I tell you something real cool. I had a I had a developer in our office yesterday and and we we were meeting about something different uh, and. He started looking at the the Biltmore Dairy where my office sure. is. The old building. Yeah. We're in the old part of the building, uh, and and was talking about how cool it was. And did we do the work? I said, yeah. I said we're actually doing working on now redeveloping the the parking shop down on Wilkinson. He's like, oh yeah, I saw that. I said, and the crazy thing is, is we got into that being the dairy and, and the old uh, boiler room where they used to. Yeah used to um pasteurize the milk and then you know had the refrigeration and he thought that was really cool i said yeah and, and the parking shop used to do all this co-branding yeah, and, right. and and gimmicks with the dairy and we're doing the parking shop and then we're on wbt doing the at home with roby show and at wbt used to come out there and promote and it was just a it was just a cycle of west side promotion uh it was really cool to be able to tell how that story and, and and fortunate how it's all came together, how the world evolves. Right. Uh, and, and and fortunately, we're able uh, at this stage to to embrace the history and keep the history and tell these stories. And 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 the cloth of Charlotte is cool. No, it really is. I mean, and there's. It's, I think it's. A, we're only just beginning on the west side. I think stories like this, not just through Roby, but all the development that's going on. I think these stories are going to start to percolate out. Percolate. And we're going to hear more and more. And more. You like percolation? Stay tuned. I do. How, Not as up? much. What's up with these kids? What, now you got to be a little more specific than that. The Scarlet is so satisfying. Does she say that? She does say that. 
I mean, no, man, she got like this popper thing at the Eagles yeah, down at, I got at the beach, and I'm like, I did it like two seconds. I mean, what is what is it? This She's is like, a- this is so satisfying. I said, let me see, and I popped it a couple of times. Like, it's like somebody figured out how that? to monetize. You remember those little like you could get a package when you were a kid, and they had like yeah. the pop paper. I mean, that was like Christmas Day, right? That like, was satisfying. Bam, bam, bam. Like that was good. But I never really said anything ever. I never really used the word satisfying in in my feelings. Uh, <laughs> That now these eight, eight, ten, twelve-year-old kids do. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like riding a bike on the deck. You know how you know the boards. That or is so satisfying. A pair of roller skates on some fresh yeah. asphalt. Mm. That that might be. That's pretty good. That's wrong. We've got that, some. We, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you miss that show, go yeah, back. That I mean, was that awesome. was so cool to under. I mean, I've t- I've literally told fifty, sixty people. I'm like, you know, this asphalt can drain itself. I tell people, I just told my friend Timmy Springs, uh, Rip Blackledge, who, yeah. who's 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 doing some buying some rental houses from me and All right. and, and and investing. And I I, I said I got to go record the show, and he said, Oh yeah, my dad was talking about it. And I said I said yeah. I said check out the podcast podcast. So he said okay. I said it's really cool, man. We have all these different people. I said we even had an asphalt guy. Yeah. From from down down south, I, I went past Brit. those rental properties yesterday. I had to, on my way back from uh, Hickory, I dropped something off to Aaron Novel to our in our you know, Bowling Rock Boone office, and I was swinging back through Belmont, had to snag something, and been there, and I was like, huh, I was wondering if you had it still. There is no those. reason to swing down Catawba Avenue. There when was you're coming back from the mountains to go to Park and Shop. I had to swing. I took Wilkinson up, but I had I, I had to snag something. You know what I mean? There's a uh, out of the marina there where we keep our our, our oh. little old boat. Yeah. <laughs> you had a snag. Left something. my left my flip flops on there. Oh, had to grab wow. them. I thought you okay. Well, hey, uh, th- hey, this is a good segue. Well, that was a great segue. That was completely unintentional. But but today we have uh, we're going to talk about the business of uh, fishing, offshore fishing, and, and amongst other things. With well, well, if if you follow our show and listen to our podcast yep. regularly, or 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 listen to the show every Sunday on WBT. Uh, we, I talked about uh, for a couple shows, Ford and I going fishing down right. in Ocean Isle, uh, w- with John Tamaro, which um, is, yeah, good right. friend. And he, we took a charter out and your friend that you grew up with, or you went to college with high school, high school down in Georgia, uh, his family owns Ocean Isle Fishing Center. Right. And it's, right? A, it's a pretty remarkable story. And yeah, I, I think it'll be cool to catch up with Barrett. But, I mean, you see these bumper stickers all throughout, Charlie, the OIFC with the fish, their logo. Um, it's pretty well known in the market. So uh, it'll be cool to hear sort of their business opera. It's just a really neat story. Well, I was telling somebody, that, you know, it drums up these conversations when we're out and about or at church or yeah, in town. Right. And somebody was talking about it. And he's like, oh, man, those guys own all the entertainment venues in that area. They're like <laughs> the entertainment mafia. I don't know if that's true. Ooh, we're going we'll to ask Barrett about this yes. and, and make sure he's really providing value to people on their entertainment levels. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He'll rent, right. he'll rent you a jet ski. I do know that. Oh, he will. We do. We yeah. He's we, we were we we've been a patron. We patronize him. That's good. Yep. And you used to be a jet ski owner. <laughs> Very short and sweet. All right. All Very right. short and sweet. On Throwing that one. jabs. We'll pick that jab yeah. up on the last segment. So you Bring have it. to stick around. But right now we have Barrett McMullen with Ocean Isle Fishing Center. When we return, Patrick's High School buddy. Well, welcome from back, Georgia. Dad. Home with Roby. You're listening I'm Patrick to Patrick Isaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. 
Trent had a little fun on the first segment like we typically do. Now it's time to get down. Yeah, I hope, hope everybody at home or in the car is, is laughing a little, chuckling at Patrick's chuckly cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. But, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I One like would it. think we're recording on a Friday. It really is Tuesday this time, but... Uh, Pretty good segue. We you got, always say we have more fun on Friday. I'm gonna disagree. I I don't know. I don't know. We might. I've had a real a, busy day. This is good. Good. Uh. Good oasis in the middle of my desert. Interference. I like it. Well, Trent, our our, our guest today is Barry McMullen from many other things, but one of the things that he might be most well known for in this market is Ocean Isle Fishing Center. And I, Barry, I'm gonna tee you up a little bit because. Uh, in high school, and I know I'm going to get this wrong, some of this wrong. I'm going to do my best here, but uh, Barrett and I were, were good friends throughout high school, and you would leave. Damn, wrong. Wait, stop right there. Okay. You're already off track. Damn. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Yes, Patrick, we're good, good buddies. Good so, buddies. So Barrett was the only kid in our class that I recall that had an offshore fishing boat parked in front of his house um, in Marietta. <laughs> And you would leave, you got into the entrepreneurial world a lot sooner than, than many people that I know, um, and you really got started in high school, right? Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, yeah, probably earlier than that, um, it's kind of a, an odd situation there. Um, I, I, I sort of joke about I was sort of leading a double life um, down there in, in, you know, suburbs of Atlanta, <clears throat> playing, you know, playing sports and doing high school there and Cobb County, and uh, but every chance I got, uh, be it a, a Thursday afternoon, a weekend, a summer, vac- or holiday, whatever, we were. Uh, we I, I spent half my life in Cobb County, half my life in Ocean Isle Beach, and half my life on I twenty in between. So uh, we 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 did a lot of traveling. My, my father uh, is originally from Greensboro area, but he grew up down here on Carolina Beach, um, going there all the time fishing and. And uh, his his goal in life, uh, his work life took him to Atlanta, but his goal was always to get back to the beach up here. And Ocean Isle Beach was the closest North Carolina beach to uh, Marietta. And so that's how we ended up here. And uh, like I said, it was just a, you know, it was it was our place to go. And, and, and it was, you know, growing up, it was just kind of, you know, kind of magical just to come up to this area and. And we we just got heavily heavily involved in the fishing world and and took it from there. Well, Barrett, I mean, was it somehow you obviously had the uh, had some sort of salesmanship to you? Um, you were leaving. Was it Wednesday afternoon or you said Thursdays? You, you somehow got like exempt for like Thursday and Friday classes. Is that right? <laughs> well, the, uh, exempt maybe on the parent yeah. side, but I don't know about I don't know how we negotiated. Well, actually, I do know how we negotiated the school <laughs> side. So this was a, this was a little bit of a an inside information I haven't divulged until now. But um, oh, whoa! But the deal with my parents. The parents was hey, keep your good grades and and you know you can you know do what you want in terms of you know traveling and whatnot but uh with the teachers what you had to do was you had to let them know you know you were headed out of town to go for me it was work at the time but it was fishing work and i i would bring them a, a fresh fillet of grouper on monday morning and all was forgiven so look at that uh, you know he kept he kept that that game up and it worked well i did not know that he is the mafia <laughs> Goodness gracious! I was right. Ding, 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 ding. Trent, right again. Trent, right again. <laughs> Goodness well, gracious! Man, you, now your you kids know, can't you, listen you, to the show. You gotta use what you got. So. Heard that? Figure out your assets and polish that diamond, right? Well, let, let, let's yeah, keep 
let's keep telling the story, man. So, uh, so Trent Barrett was one, one heck of a soccer player. Um, I do remember that from high school. And then you kind of parlayed that, and, and you went to school at, uh, was it Coastal Carolina? Yeah, so I, um, you know, so, uh, soccer was a huge part of my life. And, you know, going to Walton High School, that was the sport there um, at the time, anyways. One one could beg to deal. differ, but we'll keep going down that route. But keep keep thinking that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, it uh, you know, I've, I've I played all growing up, played all over the world, actually. was very fortunate to, to do that. And, um Ended up uh, at Coastal Carolina on a soccer program there on the scholarship there um, to play. But the only reason I ended up there, truthfully, it, it had nothing to do with soccer. I honestly didn't know a thing about the program. Uh, all I knew is that it was 30 minutes from Ocean Isle. And so I was geographically driven to attend Coastal. And uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, I didn't realize how good they were. They were much too good for me. And so <laughs> I got there, uh, being one of the only Americans on the team, it was tough, but um but anyways, I um, I went and played there for a year, and then I actually ended up transferring up to UNCW uh, up in Wilmington, and I played there for a year. And, um, uh, you know, looking back, fortunately, I got hurt playing soccer enough where I could uh, bow out gracefully and, and move on with my life into the into the fishing world. And, and so that's kind of how, how that transitioned uh, permanently from, from soccer to fishing. So you got an honorable discharge. That's exactly right. That's that's what I'm claiming anyway. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's, hey, an, ex, an excuse. Everybody deals with that, right? I mean, uh, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of decent athletes that played baseball and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, it's good. I could, I went to a small college and played my sport, and then I transferred, and I kind of really wanted to get on with business or life or education or what have you, more social." Yeah, gonna... it's in, it. You're right. It's interesting. I mean, you know, you spend your whole life working towards that, and and then one day you realize, you know, there's an end here, and uh, you know, you got to figure out how to transition. Uh, I think I was probably ready to transition before it was time. I mean, I was just. You know, I think the the peak of my athletics was probably in high school, and I just was I was ready to to move on. And the beach and fishing was calling, and and business, and, and, and you know, our family was already doing quite a bit up here, and I was I was ready to move on. And it was you know tough trying to do both. So, so it, had it gave your, me a, it gave me a good out. Had your father moved up to the coast by then? No, no, he actually he still hasn't. <laughs> Really, he's, uh, he's no, a notorious nomad. He he <laughs> he goes to one place for about a week and a half until he he stirs up a bunch of controversy. <laughs> normally, um, you know, whether it be business or whatever, and and then he moves on to the next spot and and kicks another hornet's nest. But uh, he travels between still Marietta, Ocean Isle, and uh, actually up in Banner Elk in the mountains. He, he spends quite a bit of time up there, so he's just kind he kind of makes the rounds. Really, I spend a little bit of time in Banner Elk. Good spot. Lots okay. of time in the summer, huh? That's yeah. sort of your your second home away from home. Yeah, I like Banner Elk a lot. So, so Barrett, beautiful up there. So talk to us. Okay, so this is like oh four oh five time frame. I mean, t- tell us sort of give us a the rundown of so where you where you were then and then kind of where you are now. And I know that fishing yeah. is only a small sure. part of this. It it is. I, I would tell you our, our whole lives growing up. It was it was about fishing we we i don't i don't know um well i do know it's our our father you know kind of uh i say our my brother and i brant he also grew up in, in atlanta he's six years older than i and we were on sort of the same path and he's just a little bit ahead of me but um you know we basically <clears throat> all of our business you could trace it back to a fish it was you know we enjoyed fishing but we we enjoyed every aspect of the business side of it how, how do you how do you turn a fish into 
in, into profits, I guess, is a, is a way to yeah. say it. Um, but, um, you know, so I, we started out charter fishing. Um, you know, we both worked as mates on other people's boats when we started. And then um, we kind of took that and started doing commercial fishing on our own boats where we would catch fish and provide them to local restaurants. And then I guess, um, you know, my brother had started a charter fishing company and I was working with him and had a couple, we had a couple boats. And then um, ultimately, I guess the big game changer was in 02, it transitioned into the birth of the Ocean Isle Fishing Center. And, um, you know, my, my father was in real estate um, in Atlanta. And, um, you know, we obviously worked and helped with him, uh, you know, rental properties and, you know, billboards and raw land deals. And we were, we were always involved in that as well. And so, um, you know, we got going here with the fishing center and we built that. And then from there, you know, things just kind of, it, it's really served as the base for us to kind of just expand in, you know, many, many different directions, um, from charter fishing to TV shows, to tournament fishing, to, uh, boat shows, seminars, um, restaurants, restaurants yeah. commercial fishing, you know, I can just go basically, but if you look at it, it all goes back to a fish. What can you do with the fish? You know, whether it's teaching someone to fish, taking them to catch a fish, or feeding them a fish, you know, it all all goes back to that. And that's kind of the, the, the background of the whole deal. Man, that is cool. You are, you <laughs> you and your brother are seem like true, full-fledged, card-carrying entrepreneurs. Uh, I We got to go pay some bills, but I want to hear more when we come back. I want to hear about where your business ventures are today, how you get along with your brother, and uh and, and everything beyond that so will you stick around yes, with us barrett absolutely let's do it all right you're listening to at home with roby welcome back to at home with roby i'm patrick mcisaac from roby commercial services along with trent Haston from the roby family of companies we are your hosts we are talking fish this sunday in particular Ocean Isle Fishing Everything Center. that stems from fishing. Every, all, the, all the entrepreneur venues that come off of fish. So, Trent, he said a couple of things. You and I can't catch fish. So we might need to, like, go, go go meet with Barrett, and maybe he can console us. Um, I, I uh, you know, I think we, I, I need help. I mean, I have to, whenever I catch fish, it's with a, with a guide. <laughs> That, that's our specialty. We can we can make that happen. Patrick. Look at that. No Look at that. No, but we, it was pretty cool. If you if you missed the last couple of segments, go back, check the podcast out. Um, you know, we were talking with Barrett. Barrett was kind of, we were running down memory lane for a little while there, talking about, uh, you know, him in high school and, and uh, paying, uh, paying uh, his penance by not having to go to school Thursday and Friday by way of the fresh grouper, which uh, seemed to work <laughs> out pretty well. And, and then kind of got into the Ocean Isle Fishing Center, started in 02, and then we're kind of here talking about what other things that they could capture with with fish. Well, well, well when I was down there with my buddy John Tamara uh, a couple months Old ago, JT. he showed me the fishing center, and then and then he said, "Hey, and that restaurant's the the best around that they have have in there." I did not get to eat there, but then since then. I told a couple people that you were buddies with Patrick in there, like, oh, man, their restaurant's so good. And, and joking about being the mafia, that really has no mafia connotation. <laughs> but it was a it's a compliment to say well, you guys have vertically integrated your business, yeah. you know, or, around this experiences uh, down in that area. And, and, and everybody that 
I've mentioned who you are to is like, oh man, those guys are put together. It's something special. <laughs> well, we're we're very fortunate. We've you know uh, we 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 have we're located in a wonderful area first and foremost, and um, you know my uh, my father certainly we we owe a lot to him. Um, you know everybody. <clears throat> you have different things to give out there and, and for him it's, it's opportunity and um you know we were provided with an opportunity and and my brother and i you know both uh came up was raised to work and so that was the one thing that was always going to be present in our lives is we we would never be outworked and it's led uh you know the the beginning opportunities have led to others and and you know we're we're continuing to grow all the time. Um, this area, I'm sure you guys well know, is just exploding oh, with it's growth. Going crazy, and um, it's it's truly amazing to see what's happened down here, especially in the past. I mean, even in the past year, it's it's really gone gone crazy. But uh, certainly, it's opened up a lot of doors on the well, business side. I, I want to reiterate something you just said. Y'all were both raised to work, and you weren't going to be out work. That was. That was my father's mantra, too. He said, you know, you always got something to do. You can find a broom and do it and always stay busy. Uh, and, and, and I think it gives you, when you raise with that mentality or you acquire that mentality through life that, hey, I'm always going to work. I'm not going to be out of work. It gives you a confidence because you can try things entrepreneurially and fail, and you know that at the end of the day, you can go get a job and you can you can work your way up the ladder and earn earn a living and, and feed yourself. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And you know that that's one of the things you know uh, self confidence. Um, but truly, uh, we were brought up fishing. I believe is a huge deal in teaching self confidence. You learn how to do it. You, agree. you, know, you succeed at it. It breeds self confidence. It may sound silly, but I, I think that has is a huge thing, and which is one of the reasons why we're so big into into including um, you know children in all of our fishing that we do. You know our tournaments are are all about trying to get more kids involved just to help them uh, succeed at fishing will give them such confidence. And you're right. You know, that just trickles into all parts of life. And, and yeah, certainly, you know, our, our whole deal with when we were coming up with our father was, you know, and, and our mother for that matter was, you know, it doesn't matter what you do right now. You know, no, nobody in high school or college really knows what the heck they want to do. It's very rare. And I was certainly one of those that didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do for a living. But I, it, it didn't. What I was told was, it doesn't matter what you do. Just do something, do something, and do it harder than anybody else. And from there, doors will open up. And and that's exactly what happened, you know. And so I, I think that, you know, having a good work ethic is uh, is obviously critical to to being successful for sure. Well, you know, Trent during when you were talking about what your dad said about outworking people, you said two words and he said do it. And it's funny this morning we got an email off from 68 Ventures and it's an Art Williams video that percolated again twice. I've used that word throughout our company several times and it's you just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. Don't talk about it. Just go do just it. Just do it. Be positive and yep. bust your butt. But aren't I want to, houses aren't selling right. Now do it anyway. Yeah. Get uh, it done. Barry, I'll send you that that speech. It's pretty cool. It's old. Uh, but Art Williams, uh, it's from a, 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 a method or I'm sorry, a religious broadcasting convention. The, the other thing that, that I wanted to point out is that, you know, Barry, you talk about how much confidence fishing has with a, with a young person, and you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, you could take a, a three year old down to a lake dock and put a piece of bread on a hook and drop it in and catch a brim, and their whole world changes. 
it's that is a fact. You 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 take a kid fishing and you see the look on his face when when he catches a fish and and you'll understand. And I mean, you know, certainly we we've been fortunate enough to take it to to a much much higher level, and that is we can grew and and did all sorts of different things with fishing. But I mean, it's very basic, and it's it's a huge deal. And um, that's like I said before, it's one of the reasons why it's such an important thing for us because we knew how lucky we were to be able to to do that growing up, and what an impact it had on us. And so we we do our best to try to spread that, um, you know, through the fishing center, teaching kids and you know, doing seminars and just, you know, do, like we just had our big tournament here last week, the Jolly Mon. Yeah, Jolly Mon, yeah. Big, big, yeah, yeah, big part of that is is kids. Um, we have a kids tournament. We have two different kids tournaments before the big tournament. And so, you know, just involving kids is, is a real, real, real important to us. So what do you work about, 18 hours a day? <laughs> that, that sounds about right. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know what else I'd do if I didn't know, you know. I mean, you're just you're you're doing what you want to do. I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I I get accused of that. It's like, man, what do you ever stop? And it, I mean, I, I don't even look at it that way. And I, I I'm certainly not looking for recognition for it. It's just I, I don't know what else I would do anyway. It's, it's you know, I'm I'm very lucky to be doing what I what I want to do, and and so it's uh, it it makes work easy, I guess, in that sense. Well, well, Barrett, we're going to give you an opportunity to do a shameless plug here. I'm going to go through the things that I am aware of that you do, and then you can fill in the the many things I'm sure I'm going to miss. But I know you all you you, you rent personal watercrafts. Uh, we, we actually don't do that anymore. You man. don't. That's one of the things we stopped doing. Uh, that 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 was by design. That that the, I don't know if you've ever been around a bunch of rental jet skis, but uh, I rented I one from you. Headaches. Yes, uh, <laughs> we yeah. we had to uncomplicate our lives with that one. We do. Uh, my brother he rents boats though now. Boats. So okay. He, we've got a lot of boat rentals going on. Well, you also have the is it the wing and fish and shallot? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of uh, I guess uh, my wife and I's uh, home base. Um, besides the fishing center it's it's a big restaurant in shallot which is you know five minutes from ocean isle and um that's sort of a funny story in itself we could save that one for another time but uh yeah we've been <laughs> we've had that for about eight years now and it's turned into a into a monster um but a really cool place to go and it is cool and have lunch or dinner and eat fresh fish or some good chicken wings and and have a have a beer well you got that and so remind me of the restaurants that are actually at the fishing center yeah, so we've got the Ocean Isle Fish Company, which is located at the, um, the Ocean Isle Fishing Center. That's the same property. That's the one that's you're talking about, On Trent. the water there. And um, we've got our charter fleet there as well, and that's where we host all of our big fishing tournaments. And then, um, like I said, we've got our other restaurant in Shalote. We've got the Shalote River Swamp Park, which is the big zipline um, park. It's you know We've got a alligator sanctuary there, adventure park. Um, swamp tours that that all happens at the Shalot River Swamp Park, and um, shoot, I'm probably forgetting some other stuff. But uh, basically, <laughs> if you come down to this area, we can find something for you to do. It sounds like it. Good grief, that is cool. <laughs> and, and how many children do you and your brother have? So I have three three little girls, ages three to nine, and my brother Brent has a boy and a girl, eleven and sixteen. And do they are they are they office rats, so to speak? They <laughs> they yes, sir. They are absolutely one hundred percent involved, and that has been one of the biggest thrills to have is to see them. You know, to to jump right in the middle of it. Uh, Brant's son, Braden, is is an expert fisherman, and I don't mean expert among kids. I mean experts among ex- experts. Um, oh, wow! He's, 
he's he fishes every day uh with my brother and so he's great and his daughter is the same way and she helps with all the businesses and and my three are are on the young side but they come to the restaurants especially and they work in the restaurants cleaning tables and just just being a part of it and you know that was kind of how we grew up was was you know our, our mom and dad just included us in everything that they were doing and you know just being around adults and listen to how they talk and and you know, learning how to talk to adults is is such an important part of maturing, and and you know, we're trying to do the same with our kids. Well, Barrett, we we really appreciate your time. We know this is the busiest time of the year for you all. Uh, Barrett McMullen, Ocean Isle Fishing Center, uh, patronize them. You know, makes me want to go leave now. Bye, Patrick. Well, yeah. Barrett, I'll be down in about three and a half hours. I'm already an hour on the way. <laughs> Come on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll have a cold beer waiting for you. I heard oh, that. I'm, don't ready. worry. You, you might get what you asked for. We'll, we'll come down and bug <laughs> you once things settle down a little bit uh, during the off season. But we'd love to catch up with you again. And uh, Barrett, we really appreciate your time. Barrett McMullen, Ocean Isle Fishing Center. Thank you for being on the show. You're listening at home with Roby. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent just finished up with Barrett McMullen from Ocean Isle Fishing Center. All about the fish, man. I was just sitting down in the holler on the creek with that music, boy. You were. You were You were doing a different kind of fishing on that creek, I was, though. I was. Might have been catching that brim. Yeah, you know, I grew up catching uh, catfish, catfish, brim, and <laughs> snakes uh, <laughs> on your, the river. That's and, what you want to call and, it. and fortunately, uh, in my grown last couple of years of my life, I've, I've done, I've probably gone out on the salt water with a guide, you know, six, seven times, uh, various spots. And, and I'll tell you that the, my number one takeaway, I'm always so impressed. Number one, being a being a hand on a boat or a captain on a fishing boat, it is a trade. It's just like plumbing or electrical yeah, or carpentry or masonry, just like us. I relate it to that. I mean, it is a skill that you have to learn, and you learn all the ins and all the outs. And number two, man, these these folks work so hard. Oh, Trent, I, you're right. I got to tell you a, a, stor- a story about that. Um, and what's funny is this weekend – we're going with a vendor um, to Nags Head, which is Outer Banks, doing f- some fishing. And, and the last time I was there, you talk about first mates and how hard they work. The We were out fishing with the vendors with, with Ferguson towards the end of my run there. And uh, the first mate started, I mean, frantically cussing, going, I mean, get get the rods in. He was panicking. And we're, I was like, hey, man, what's the deal? And he points over. He said, that boat is sinking. And we were like, whoa. And you could see the nose was stuck way up in the air. And, I mean, it was not a good situation. So we obviously jumped into, like, flight or fight. It was really, really rough. The whole boat was sick. Um, you, know, you know, one of our friends was so sick he couldn't even get out of the galley. And essentially what had happened is they lost their rudder. The, our first mate and our captain knew exactly what to do. And long story short, we, we backed, got really close to him. All the people on that boat had to jump in the water. It's the middle of October. It's probably 40 degrees. We pull them through the tuna tower. They have to take off their clothes. They get wrapped in blankets. Um, the closest thing that the government had was the USS Eisenhower. So we have a, a, a battleship literally like standing there with men at guard on the edge seeing what happened. And what the Coast Guard did is they flew a helicopter within about three feet. I mean, it was so close to this boat. Dropped a pump. They pumped the water out. And they were able to save the boat. Uh, after all this happened, these poor guys that had literally been in freezing cold water, now they're naked in towels in front of people they've never met before. 
and they're shivering, they're cold, and the captain of our boat's like, all right, who wants to go fishing? And these guys had this look like, are you, are you kidding me? And so, anyways, we ended up taking them back into the shore. Obviously, so y'all didn't fish anymore. No, no, I mean, it was it was he was kidding. It was a pretty serious deal. We were we got there. The uh, the coast guard was waiting for us, and everybody on our boat had to give a statement. I've got this on an old digital camera. This would have been two thousand and seven. Goodness gracious! The craziest. I mean, it it was really. But you're talking. About the first mate knew exactly what to do, exactly how to handle. It. You don't think about something like that happening. These guys do. And uh, and real, I mean literally. That's why I that I'm yeah. not trying to learn that trade. I'm trying to be with a really good crew and mate and first mate. You got to know what you're doing. I mean, that's it, the ocean does not play. I mean that that was my my lesson and how I learned. Like I mean, you're nothing when you have no power or no energy to the this boat's just flying and flopping yeah, around. No, and the ocean doesn't play. It was uh, it was no joke. That's pretty, a big boy game. Story. I'm not in the big boy game. I'm in the little river game. And that's why you learn from people like I fish with Snoopy rods. Ocean <laughs> fishing. <laughs> when I need fishing gear, I go to Walmart on Sunday you afternoon. The, isn't that crazy? And I stop at Dale's and get me some worms. Now, actually, the de- the store bought worms do not work. This is some some inside knowledge. Go under I've the rock. The store bought worms do not catch fish on the river. The worms that you find around your property at the river catch the fish on the river and so i'm you, telling you're you, telling me those those fish can snip out a, a foreign worm I, I haven't fi- i haven't ever looked into why but every time i go by <laughs> these juicy night crawler worms for five six bucks for a little canister because sometimes you it, i don't know actually what the moisture level or the temperature or the content in the air atmosphere has to be to bring worms near the surface but sometimes me and the kids will go look for worms for 30 minutes and we won't find any worms. Other times you flipped over a Other times you're like, oh my God, I wish I was fishing today. <laughs> Who do we know that owns a worm business? We need to understand the worm game. I don't know. I think it's pretty intriguing, it actually. But, but you can get the scrawniest little worm from across the street at my house under a piece of wood and catch the biggest catfish. But I can put the fattest, juiciest, got slime running all over it worm on that hook from, like, from the store. They're like, nah. They're nah. like, nah, that's that's from Tennessee. Shipped in. <laughs> we want some of that Bright Road Catawba River worm. That didn't start up on Lake Norman. It's weird, though. I don't understand that. But, I, I mean, that's just one example of the thousands and thousands of nuances that people of the fishing craft, Barrett McMullen and his brother, what's his brother's name? Brent. 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 He's got a good name. He just needs a T added to it. Repla- a replacement T brought in. His name be Trent. <laughs> nah, that was cool, man. I can't wait to go meet him. Uh, I think it's neat that y'all met in Georgia. Yeah, small world <laughs> in high school. Here we are in coast uh, of North Carolina. So, uh, hey, we hope you had fun today. Ocean Isle Fishing Centers. Go back and listen to the rest of the show if you haven't. Uh, Barrett McMullen will be on podcast uh, starting on Monday after the show airs. Thank you for listening to At Home with Roby. Go out today and do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.